بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الفهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين As you remember, we've been discussing the aims of Islamic education, and we talked about those things that, with respect to knowledge and understanding, we should aim at. Then we were talking about desires and inclinations and orientations. And we were discussing about developing in ourselves and our students a deep desire for justice. And then under justice, we talked about honor. And I said, it might be, it might be possible to consider right of people for dignity as their greatest right, even greater than right for life. Mm -hmm. And based on that, then I talk about uh, dignity and how we should honor ourselves, our students, <clears throat> and how we should make them able to honor other people. They should have self-honor and also they should honor other people. And then, as you remember, we had a question about identity and that was where I talked about how today we should have a sense of identity that at the same time that makes you able to understand who you are, what you are, also enables you to relate to other people. You cannot have an identity which is exclusive which is based on fear exclusion. And then we ended with the example of Imam Sadiq So now I want to move on to the third dimension, and that is those practices that we want to achieve as a result of Islamic education. In general, very broadly, what we want is Ihsan. Ihsan is a very important concept in the Quran. For example, we have in this verse, وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ دِينًا مِمَّنْ أَسْلَمَ وَجْهَهُ لِلَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسِنٌ وَاتَّبَعَ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Who is better in religion than someone who submits his face to God while he is muhsin? وَهُوَ muhsin. I come back to this muhsin. وَاتَّبَعَ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا And follows the path of 
Ibrahim alayhi salam. And Allah chose Ibrahim as his friend. Inshallah, you will be given uh, a copy of uh, my small book, Unity of God and Unity in God. And then you would see discussion about this ayah and what is the relation between Islam and Ibrahim alayhi salam. So, Aslama wajhahu lillah wa huwa muhsanu. This is the whole idea of religion. And this is the best religion. Man ahsanu dina. Who is better in religion than someone who does this? You submit yourself to God and do good. Actually, doing good is not extra to submitting yourself to God. It's a sign of proper orientation. It's impossible that I submit my face to God and then I don't do good. So, whoever is religious, whoever is faithful, whoever tries to please God must be muhsan, doing ihsan. What is ihsan? So you want to make your students muhsan or muhsana. Yeah? So what is ihsan? In Islamic behavioral system, we have a bottom line, which is justice. First, justice. And we already talked about justice. We accept no exception when it comes to justice. Justice is universal. I have a lecture I gave in the Shrine of Lady Ma'asuma, uh, you can inshallah find it, about universality of justice in Islam. And even with the worst people, with the worst enemies, you have to be just. We already talked about it. But is justice enough? No. Suppose we don't harm each other. Suppose we respect each other because we have right of respect, right for respect. But if we don't help each other, very politely, respectfully, I say salam to you, I smile at you, but I don't help you. <laughs> this is not enough. Therefore, Islam says, Inna Allaha ya'muru bil wal-ihsan. Adl is the bottom line and it's like uh, the foundation, but on that we want to make a construction of ihsan. A Muslim community, a Muslim family, a Muslim school, a Muslim center should be places for ihsan. Do good. What is good? What is good? For good, we have a beautiful term in the Quran. As-salihat. Man amila salihan min dhakar wa huwa mu'min. 
whoever does a righteous deed saleh action has to be saleh means something righteous something good what do we mean by amal saleh any action that is in itself means regardless the agent good and also is done by an agent who is moral who has good intention as we say in ilmul uh, usul and ilmul akhlaq we need to have goodness of the agent and goodness of the action al husnul fa'li and al husnul fi'li okay al husnul fa'li means the agent should be good in what sense not that he must be very special person so that this is amal it in the sense that must do it with understanding if someone is sleeping and does something is not considered as amal salat if someone is unconscious and does something if someone is drunk and does something good that is not amal salat should come with understanding with intention and with good intention not only just doing good things if someone is feeding poor people while while he is not understanding imagine i am in a condition that don't understand what happens around for example you know i am very tired or you know uh, anyway i don't understand and then someone says you know there are poor people and in that condition of not understanding what happens you know i am for example very tired very sleepy i give them a check but i don't understand what i'm doing this is not valuable because you should do it with understanding or if someone is drunk this is not valuable salaamu the other thing is as i said should have good intention if someone is understanding but does good things in order to show off this is not so not good if you have spent millions of dollars salaamu on poor people but for showing off for riya this is not also amal salih on the other hand if you have good understanding and good intention but you do something bad thinking that you are doing something good sometimes you may be thinking that you are helping but you are actually harming someone imagine if a teacher gives always you know good mark to students it makes them lazy and they don't study maybe you do it with a good intention but you are harming them or sometimes parents can spoil their children sometimes we think we are doing good but we may be doing bad and actually the quran says the greatest people in loss are the people that they think they do good but their actions are going to wrong direction
Shall I inform you who are the greatest people in loss? الذين ظل سعيهم في الحياة الدنيا وهم يحسبون أنهم يحسنون صنعا. The people that their actions have gone to wrong direction. I don't have time to explain that according to the Quran, in the same way that people can be ظل can be misguided, actions also can be misguided. Your actions can be misguided, like an arrow. That you shoot, but it can be misguided, means going to right direction. Sometimes we want to do something good, but our action is misguided. So it would not help us. It can actually harm us. So Quran says the greatest people in loss are those whose actions are misguided, but they think that they are doing good things. They are doing good things. Maybe on the day of judgment, they expect Allah even to reward them. But they are going to be questioned and blamed for what they have done. Okay. So, Amal Saleh is something that has value in itself as an action but also comes from a good agent has husna fa'li and husna fa'li so you have to always make sure that your intention is good but also the action is also good you know if i see an ill person and i feel you know very sad just because I feel sad, I want to help, I am sincere, doesn't give me right to prescribe medicine. So, you know, take this medicine, take this food. I have to make sure that this medicine is also by itself good. Sincerity of intention is not enough. If you are asked to teach, you should know that subject. If you are asked to give a lecture, you should know that topic. Don't say just because I am, you know, sincere and, you know, they have asked me, I have to do it. You know, if, for example, if there is a person in need of surgery, operation, and there is no doctor, I cannot say because I am sincere and there's no doctor, I do the operation. Maybe you have to wait. Anyway, ihsan means to do amal saleh and amal saleh means to have good intention and to have good action. There are lots of discussions here about what is good action. Inshallah, in the lectures on akhlaq, you can find out. As examples for amal saleh, as examples for ihsan, we can refer to few things, which should be top priorities in our education. We should make sure that the people who study with us would have these practices. The first thing is Salat. Salat is not a good action among many. Salat is the best thing that any person can do. When we say Hayya ala khayr al-amal, this is not exaggeration. 
Salat is really the best action. Question. I have a question for you. Is it right that Salat is the best action? And is it for all circumstances? So maybe sometimes there is something more important than Salat. For example, if someone is dying and I have to help that person. Maybe, for example, sometimes we have to defend ourselves, defend our family, our country. Why we say Salat is the best action? What is your answer? Anyone can add? Did you get the question? Why Salat is considered as Khayrul Amal, the best of actions? While we know that sometimes there might be urgent things that we have to take care of them. Yeah, even sometimes there might be cases that you have to delay your Salat. Yeah, for example, if someone is dying, you cannot say, I want to do my Salat, you know, and then let that person die. You have to delay your Salat and help that person. Or, for example, you know, in society, sometimes we have to do lots of things. We have to defend, for example, ourselves. We have to uh, invest on education, on poor people, lots of things. Why we say Salat is Khairullah? Yes. Yes, thank you. Yes. I think Salat is like a way of asking this question to the And as the sister said, in that way, when you give us redemptions, you can absorb straight away. God helps us in doing the redemptions. And I think Salat is a way So if someone says Salat but doesn't do other things, what happens? So you think his Salat is void in that case because mm. Salat should help him and push him to do the good. Mm. Yes. Yes. You, you want to say? Um, I think of it as like um, when, you're, when you're connecting with God every day, five mm. times a day. Mm -hmm. so this is... This is like more implementing the presence of God in your heart. Right? Yeah. If you do it in a good way, then it will be reflected on any other mm -hmm. action. Yes. For Siam, it's once a year, for example, the Wajib. 
But Salat, when it's constantly reminding us, that, that's why it's Someone was in the last row? Yes. No? Okay, yes. The last, yes. Yes. Inshallah, in the second part of the lecture that we watched, uh, so we talk about Salat. And inshallah, on Friday, I want to, inshallah, have a session on how to bring Salah to our uh, classroom, to a school, to the center of our education. There are few things that, inshallah, one of them is Salah. Uh, no matter what we say about Salat, we cannot do justice. Salat is not just an action. Salat is a manifestation of what you are, what you think, what you do. Salat is like the heart, the core of your relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not just an action. You know, there can be many good actions, but it's not that every action can summarize your entire relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your relation with other people. That's right. They can be very important. They can have even impact on other actions that you have. But Salat is an action that is a summary, is a manifestation of your entire relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and of course with yourself. If Salat is good, if someone's Salat is good, it means that he is good in everything. If someone's Salat is bad, it means that this person has definitely many problems in different aspects of his or her personality and conduct. Okay? So imagine if someone's, for example, you know, if imagine we have a... A kind of a screen something big that we can 
bring all aspects of someone's behavior, ideas, uh, qualities, habits on a big screen to judge. Suppose on the day of judgment this is going to happen. On the day of judgment, at least your body becomes a screen. <laughs> Because your body would bear witness about what you have done, you know? So, if you have a screen that we can have everything about one person on that screen. Okay? The overall impression that you get by looking at that screen can be seen in that person's salat. Okay, so it's like an, uh, you know, exhibition salat. So if someone doesn't know anything about me, but can insightfully look deep into my salat, he would understand everything about me. So if we have problem in Salat, it means because we have problem in other areas of life. And if you want to improve your Salat, you have to improve other areas of Salat. Of course, Salat also helps you. But it's impossible that 23 hours and half, no, no, 23 and half an hour, for example, which is the rest of my day and night, I act without care, without responsibility, then all of a sudden, when I come to the time of Salat, my Salat is excellent. It's impossible. You have a question? So, basically, we have to um, better our actions to make our Salat better? Both. We can't make our Salat better. Both. Both. So, Salat is not separate from rest of your life. But at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed Salat as an instrument that you can seek assistance from it. So, it is true that it's reflection of your entire life and personality, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you ability that if you in these minutes of salat do well, it can affect your life. Do you understand? You're like Laylatul Qad. Laylatul Qad is very important. One night is better than 1,000 months. Laylatul Qad, khayrun min al but who is going to be able to benefit from Laylatul Qadr? For sure, what you have done in the previous month has impact. But there is no reason why in Laylatul Qadr you should be only as good as you were in the previous, for example, 12 months. Although they are reflected in Laylatul Qad, but with more care, with some dua, some, you know, attention, some, you know, tawassul. You can improve your Laylatul Qad, and this means that you are improving 12 months at least before. Before or after? 
before and then for after as well. So the way the way Allah is going to you know, like for example, let me give you an example. For example, a person, an employee, an employee has worked in an office for one year. Suppose. Of course, it's not only one year, but I'm just making it one year. Uh, because even what we have done 10 years ago can affect our Riyalatul Qat to, to this year. But suppose just one year. An employee has been working in an office for one year. At the end of the year, there is an interview. There is an interview. Based on this interview, they will decide to keep him or dismiss him. And if they keep him, to give him the same position or give him promotion. So this interview is very important. This interview can change his situation completely. But if in the last 12 months he has done lots of terrible things, that interview is not going to help him. Unless in that interview he can bring a very good excuse that I am not going to be like that. If he can prove that I am not going to be like that, then there is a chance that he may continue. Otherwise, if the situation is like this and he doesn't make a very good case in that interview, he is dismissed. So, what this person has done in the 12 months is very important, but that few minutes of interview is especially important. Because you can totally change. You can have 12 months of very good you know, performance, but if that interview, you, you know, make mistakes, if you are not respectful, you can damage. If you are just acting as that 12 months, so everything remains the same. And if you do extra efforts to make yourself in that interview very good, very nice, very polite, very respectful, very sincere, if you can demonstrate that you accept your shortcomings and you want to make sure that you improve, then that interview can give you a boost. So you understand? It's not just a matter of 12 months. So, Salat is like this. Salat is a time that Allah has given us. We can always pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the way you can pray to Allah during Salat is different. Okay? You can day and night pray to Allah. But the time of Salat is the time that Allah has specifically designed for talking to Him. This is like the time that He makes Himself available for you more than any other time. Okay? So, you have a golden opportunity to be standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to present your case. Definitely Allah is going to look into other hours of your life, but this time is also very, very important. If you do well here, you can bless your whole life. If you don't do well here, you can damage your entire life. 
ان قبلت قبل ما سواها و ان ردت رد ما سواها there are people who go to a meeting just to for example prove that they have not done something wrong or just to apologize but they do so well that they come back with a better relation you know if you can prove your sincerity and your honesty not only you would be forgiven but you can even be promoted yes We don't want to judge. No, I don't mean judge. How to deal with the situation? What we need to do is to be encouraging people to say salat. We don't want to say those who don't say salat, they have, for example, uh, lost any opportunity for happiness or, you know, sa'ada or, you know, felicity. But we want to encourage everyone. And also, you know, for a Muslim not to say Salat is worse than a non-Muslim not to say Salat, you know. Because we know this, we have been given this blessing. Other people, maybe you can, you can have a non-Muslim who doesn't say Salat, doesn't fast in the month of Ramadan, still can do well, because doesn't know about these things, has not received this uh, thing that we have received. But for us that we know Salat, we know Zakat, we know Ramadan, we know Quran, if we don't appreciate, it would be great loss. But maybe some people have excuses because of their upbringing, whatever. We don't want to say, condemn them. We don't want to you know, say that they are cursed, whatever. It's up to Allah What We want to just encourage. We want to say to people, don't deprive yourself from this great blessing. But we have to also make them understand the significance of Salat, you know, because many times people don't know why Salat is so important. They think it's just a routine. But what we need to do is to explain the significance of Salat. Salat is not something normal. Salat is not something ordinary. Salat is something very, very special. So it's the summary of your life the rest of your life can be seen in your salat but also it has the benefit that you can improve rest of your life during your salat time is it clear so if at least few minutes that i am saying my prayer i am careful then it can affect my all day. Maybe it's difficult that all day you are careful. Of course, ideally we should reach that point that from the time we wake up till we go to bed, we should be conscious and alert. That might be difficult, but we have to reach that point. But at least the time of Salat, if you are careful, it will 
you know, uh, affect the rest of your day. The other thing is that Salat, as I said, is a time that you have a kind of guaranteed hearing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, when we have problems, imagine I live in a city that I have problems with some offices, for example. Or I live in a country, I have problems with some offices. What I will, you know, try to achieve? I will try to get a maybe very short meeting with the head of that town or with the head of that country, with the prime minister or president or the king, so that I can ask them for help. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rabbul Alameen. He is the Lord of all the universe, not just a king who is powerful, but very limited in power. Allah is Rabbul Alameen, has no limit in the scope of his power, knowledge, and love. And he says, I am available at this time for you. Yes? And if I am merciful throughout the day and night, I am especially merciful in this time. So that's the great opportunity for us. That we go... And take our hajat with us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, salat is very, very important. And inshallah, we will also watch the lecture. So, in our Islamic upbringing, we should focus on salat. And I don't think you can have a person who not only says his prayer or her prayer, but enjoys his prayer because if we don't enjoy salat means we are not doing salat properly this is something you have to remember anytime who is any person who is not enjoying his salat he is not doing salat properly okay if someone enjoys his prayer or her prayer i don't think he or she will never do anything wrong we will never do yes anything wrong it's impossible. As soon as someone does something wrong, the taste of salat will be taken away. You realize that something has happened. If our children, our students say salat with joy and pleasure, that is your greatest achievement. Yeah, this is what we want to discuss, inshallah, on Friday, inshallah. On Friday, and I want also your help. I want your help to, inshallah, come up with ideas how we can make Salat the center of our education, the core of our education. Salat, and of course, uh, I mentioned two other things, but the main thing is Salat. Friday is too far away. Pardon? Friday is too far away. Yeah, we have two more days. Because uh, I want to finish the theoretical thing uh, by tomorrow and Friday for practical, inshallah. You don't have class tomorrow? No, tomorrow I don't have class, yeah. 
No, I think Sister Shahnaz is going to teach uh, tomorrow because she's living out. Okay. So, one thing that you have to focus and we have to focus for ourselves, and I have been saying this again and again, anytime we talk about students, we should also talk about ourselves. It's not just, we are okay and we want to make them enjoy Salad. No, we are in greater need than... So, a good teacher is the one who takes his students or her students with him or her on a journey. It's not that I am here and you go to this journey. No, I am going, please let's go together. This is Islamic education. We go together, we travel together. We are not just watching them doing this. Okay. In addition to Salat, question? Yeah, so this is the practical side, inshallah, we will discuss this, inshallah. And prepare also your questions, your ideas, your experiences, anything, try to be creative, so that, inshallah, all together we can work on this. The next practice, which is, again, very, very important, is zakat, or enfaq. Or charity. Salat is about our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then rest of the world. Charity or zakat or infaq initially is the relation with other people but indeed this is your relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Quran says something very special. Very special. Lan tanalul bir. Lan, what scholars say, is nafilat ta'bid. Means forever. Means you never reach bir, goodness, piety, taqwa. لَن تَنَالُوا الْبِرْ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحَبُّونَ Unless you give from what you love. If you don't give or you give what you don't love, it's not working. Ah. Ah. What is zakat? To give some of the things that you love. But how much? This is also important. So for example, you know, you say, okay, I, I love uh, every cent of my money, every pence of my money. So I give five pence. No. This is not enough. It is true that you love even every pence, every penny. But I believe it only works when what you give affects you. Yeah. It's this kind of, you know, painful separation. 
painful? Yes. Yeah. I- initially. Means something that it's not easy for you to give, you know? If I have millions of pounds and I give 100 pounds, it's not useful. But a person who has only, for example, 1,000 pounds, he gives 100 pounds. It's useful. So it's not a matter of quantity. It should be something that you feel that you are losing. You know, it has some impact on you. Because the idea is, we don't have time to explain this further. I have some lectures on this. But basically, the idea is that through Enfaq, we want to get rid of Hubbud Dunya. Yeah? Because Hubbud Dunya, Ra'su Kulle Khatiyah. Love for Dunya, excessive love for Dunya, is the root, foundation of all the problems. We are obsessed with Dunya. Yes. Sometimes I have a little money. I, I, I try to, to pay for some people. They need it. Sure. But my friends told me, you are not allowed to pay this, this money for poor people. You have, you have child. You have, you have to, to spend this money for you and for your child, not to give it to, to the poor people. Yes. What I should do in this situation? For answers, you should find the balance. لا تبسط يدك كل البسط ولا تجعلها مغلولة إلى عنقك. Neither to give everything so that you and your family become poor and then you need to receive from other people, nor that you don't give anything. So, we don't say you should, for example, of course, Awliyaullah are different. Awliyaullah, maybe yut'amuna ta'ama ala hubbihi, miskinan wa yatiman wa asira, even if they don't have. But the thing is that the whole family were awliyaullah. <laughs> father, mother, children were awliyaullah. Sometimes in one family, maybe father is awliyaullah, but that children, maybe wife is awliyaullah. <laughs> yeah? I don't have any right to sacrifice on behalf of my family. Okay? I, I don't have right. Even if I am bringing money, I cannot put my family into difficulties because if they have not chosen this, it's not going to help them. Actually, they may hate. You know, they may hate me and they may hate and fuck. You know, we are suffering, you are giving to other people. It's, but what is important is to prepare them. And if you have also something extra, you can give them reasonable life but still you have extra okay no one says you should have a very miserable life because you want to do enfar but there are things that either you have already extra money or there are things that are possible to save yeah for example you can spend lots of money on a trip, you can choose something cheaper and safe. Or you can put lots of money on your dress. You can buy something reasonable but cheaper. Or instead of buying, you know, this many number of dress every year, you can... So you can reduce your expenditure and give to other people. So we are not requesting people become... Uh, like poor people, but we are saying that 
save something. And one of the things that we have to do, again, inshallah, we will discuss on Friday, is how to make our students, our children, enjoy charity. You know, if they enjoy charity, that's excellent. The people who like helping others, they will not then harm people. So, if my child saves money to buy a toy, would enjoy. It's my job to give him another experience that you save money and enjoy by giving to a charitable cause. So, inshallah, what I also want to listen to you is how we can bring charity projects to the school that not only they collect money, no, they actually get into the, uh, you know, uh, spreading or I don't know what, no, like carrying out the charity by themselves, you know. For example, take them to uh, pack the food, to distribute food, this type of thing. Not just, you know, say, because when you say, you know, collect money and bring, and they don't see the beauty of the other side, it's painful for them. Yeah, the main thing is to involve them in the actual act of giving. You can maybe undertake some small projects that your school, your madrasa is sponsoring. You can take them to some ground, you know, activities. Inshallah, we can discuss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes, question. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَن تَنَالُوا الْبِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, الَّذِي يُؤْتِي مَالَهُ يَتَزَكَّى The one who gives his money while he is seeking purity. So giving money is for seeking purity. يُؤْتِي مَالَهُ يَتَزَكَّى خُذْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَهُ تُزَكِّيهِمْ وَتُطَحِّرُهُمْ بِحَا Rasulullah had the task of يُزَكِّيهِمْ Yes? يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمْ How he was doing tazkiyah? A very important part of his tazkiyah was to take people into charity. To infaq. خُذْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً تُزَكِّيهِمْ وَتُطَحِّرُهُمْ بِحَا So, we should have salat and zakat as pillars of practices. And this is why Quran says, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلَسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينُ حُنَفَاءَ وَيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَيُؤْتُ الزَّكَاءَ وَذَلِكَ الدِّينُ الْقَيِّمَةِ If you want an upright religion, you have to have salat and zakat. But of course, مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينُ With sincerity. In addition to salat and zakat, we have many other practices. All the wajibat 
should be done. But I don't want to go into the list of all the wajibat. I want just to focus on these two things and mention one thing as a general observation. One of the things that we need to pass on to our students when it comes to practices and even when it comes to understanding and desires is the concept of referring to ulama. Taqlid, but not only in fiqh. This is very important because if they grow up with this understanding that their Islam should be well informed, well educated, then they themselves, whenever they have an issue, they go and ask. It's very important that in addition to making them love Ahlul Bayt, you make them love as scholars of the school of Ahlul Bayt. Our ulama, our maraja, are our spiritual fathers. And in the absence of imams, these are the people who look after the orphans of Ahlul Bayt. Yeah? This is the way ulama would be addressed. Of course, sincere ulama. So, it's very important that make them love ulama. Ask ulama. Whenever they are in doubt, they don't need to waste their time, you know, disputing and, you know, debating each other. Go and ask. If you know, no, you don't need to ask. Sometimes we know and still, you know, we ask because we don't want to act. But if you don't know, ask. But ask whom? Don't ask someone like yourself. So this is a general observation that build in them this commitment that whatever they want to do, they should check with scholars. And they should have a scholarly understanding of Islam. And the last thing is that, inshallah, we should talk about qualities, some uh, virtues that they should have. We already have mentioned something, but inshallah, we would continue this, inshallah, later. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So we have a little break, and then inshallah, we continue.